0: are listening to satellite sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Bend, Oregon today, beautiful but frosty Bend, Oregon, with two of my sisters. Lee and Dolan, you're in Pasadena. How's everything there? Liz, it's fantastic.
1: We put in a vegetable garden this weekend, so I'm pretty much a farmer now. <laughs> Okay,
0: <laughs> this is your this is your empty nest strategy. This is it
1: chard and escarole is my empty nest strategy. <laughs> a
2: lot of. I charred. thought it was going to be recumbent bikes, Leanne, but you've taken up farming. Okay, Julie. I said All to right. my husband
1: when a recumbent bike went past us this, this week, please don't let that be us. Please don't th- <laughs> let that be next.
0: <laughs> Julie Dolan, you are in Dallas, Texas. How's everything there? You know, this is inflatable
2: weather here in Dallas. We're a couple of weeks off from Halloween and we have beautiful fall weather in Texas and all the inflatables are coming up on the lawn. I'm really happy to see them. <laughs> Big cats, spiders, <laughs> bats, pumpkins. It's all out. It's great.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we have quite a show for you today today. Um, Gee, not much. Not much news going on in the world, so we're going to try to gloss over that as much as we can. But clearly, now we are just not very far away from our election. We've all withstood a, cu- a couple of debates. We have a few notes on that, but then we're going to we're going to cleanse ourselves, right, Leanne? Yes, I have some good news, or just brighter news,
1: or just positive news. I just have a shower for all of us—a girl shower
2: later—and <laughs> that's not what it sounds like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Julie, you have a sticky situation to review.
2: Yes, I do. I have I have a civility challenge. I know I usually bring them or a rule on these, but I need your help, sisters. I, I had a situation and I almost came to blows. Ooh, well, Julie. Wow. Oh <laughs>
0: That takes a lot. See, everyone's just all hot and bothered lately. That's what's going on. That's what's going on around the country. I have a review. Monica and I attended the Bend Film Festival this weekend. That was a lot of fun. So I'm going to talk to you about some of the things we saw, but one movie in particular that I want you guys to keep your, uh, your eyes out for, because it was a documentary that was a beautiful, beautiful and a total tearjerker, but in a totally positive kind of way. Um, and then pumpkin spice roundup yeah. for all of you, all of you satellite sisters. Well done. The new rats. The there we have self appointed lab rats on the satellite sisters Facebook group now, and you took it upon yourselves to review a number of pumpkin spice products. There are some entertaining and helpful reviews there, uh, which I'm going to go through. And then Julie, somehow you we're going to land on a low note. Uh, <laughs> No, no. no. 10... I think. Well, I think it could help, Liz. I'm going to bring
2: you ten things that are making your mornings worse. And if you know, if you're aware of these, we're you know we're raising awareness. Who knows? You could make your morning better. Yeah, we're turning it around. <laughs>
1: turning okay. that frown Turn upside around.
2: down. Come on, Liz.
0: Come on. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down. Okay, but first we do have to just you know talk a little bit about things happening in the news. I would say one of the uh, most frequently heard buzzwords since Friday and then reinforced on Sunday night is the whole concept of locker room talk, right? Yeah. right. Just, uh-huh. just, just a lot of like, w- w- wait, what? This is what? I, I, the locker room talk issue. So I thought we should put it to a panel yesterday. Uh, like what is the Satellite Sisters version of locker room talk? Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump says his conversation with Billy Bush is their version of Locker Room Talk. Mm-hmm. What does the Satellite Sisterhood consider Locker Room Talk to be? So I posted the question in the Facebook group. Please go there, read, add your own. A couple of the the highlights of the answers. Uh, Linda put, you know, talk? Are you kidding? I just keep my head down and get out fast without getting too close to the mirrors. And- <laughs> 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 Linda, I think that's a locker room experience that many of us can relate to. Uh, Suzanne said the most frequently thing she says in the locker room is, Why can't I open this locker? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so I know. True. And since since seventh
2: grade, I've been having difficulties with locker room lockers.
0: Cynthia pointed out her most common phrase in the locker room is "I can't wait to get this bra off." Uh, I think that would probably <laughs> that's funny come up a lot in the uh, in the locker room. Carol points out that a common topic for the locker room for her. You girls will be happy to know, is pole dark. <laughs> that seems like <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you haven't been listening to Julie and Leon's, uh pole dark recap, uh, those are all available online, so check that out. Um, the uh, Oh, I didn't write down who wrote this, but it, this was my husband said to me, my husband said he tried locker room talk once, but then he turned seven. I thought- <laughs> <laughs> Uh i I thought was a good one and then Anne made the obvious point that i think is kind of why this is serious news she writes they weren't in a locker room they were at work yeah which i think i think that's the point Anne. so uh so thank you very much you can say whatever you want to say but uh yeah it was a work Mm -hmm. environment so there you go please weigh in Mm -hmm. some more on that we're all dealing with um just all of this discussion out there—it's hard to know where to go with this. Hard to know where to go. I well, I know
2: exactly where to go. Uh, I'll tell you when. And I, when I saw that first Twitter feed, uh, post on Friday, uh, that this whole thing had erupted. I went on a newscation, sister. That's what I did. I turned off the news. I just unplugged. I was like, this is going to go from really bad to even worse. And, you know, I just, I was one of the 25 million Americans that watched the first debate, but did not watch the second debate. I did not watch really? it. I didn't uh. watch it. I knew it was going to be terrible. I, and I don't feel, I will have to say, I don't feel any less informed about my choices. I don't feel any, I don't feel like I have, you know, I'm missing anything in terms of decisions or how I'm going to make decisions. I just did not participate in what was, and I read the headlines after the fact, the bloodbath, the battle, the, you know, all the, the low down mud that went on. I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. I just I can't, take it can't take it you know what david
1: gergen said last night you know what thoughtful david gergen on cnn he said this election has been very stressful for america and i was like you're right it is stressful i think that's true yeah yeah Yeah. in a a way that other other i can't recall other elections being stressful i thought 2008 was divisive but this this is just crazy
2: and it's you know it's you know it's it is it is terrible so i listen to uh channel 76 on xm serious radio symphony music for the weekend and i feel pretty good today so you and barbara bush i don't, I don't I know what my strategy for the third debate is going to be I, I really i don't know what my strategy for today is going to be cuz every day it's like that's true it's worse you know it's not like oh well that will blow over or we will settle down or people will focus on the issues no it just It just uh, is going, it's just going from bad to worse. So you might want to try a brief newscation, you know, that's, it's, it's not a bad idea. That's (laughs) true,
1: Julie. I did find last night I was awoken by the sound of my own grinding teeth. And so that's, (laughs) that's not a good sign. It's not. No, it's not. No, it's it's not, not a good
2: sign. And the thing whatever, you know, whatever the outcome, half the country is going to be really really mad, which or 35%. is 35 percent enough... Yeah, not
1: maybe not half. but <laughs>
0: or whatever. I don't yeah. know whatever You've been in polls, a news station, <laughs> so
2: <maybe laughs> Okay.
1: Not.
0: <laughs> so There's some whole movement. Okay. and I, and my, They were really mad already, Julie. So yeah. I just don't know what to do about that.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah the whole country's but, bad. It's bad. I worry about our republic. Okay, Lynn, I'm sorry, know, I interrupted. You here's
1: what I worry about really in the long run. Here's what occurred to me, and it goes back to that comment like, this was not a locker room, this was work. Okay, first of all, we've all been live mic'd before. You know, you know yes. you're live mic'd. And if someone, Sheila, says something stupid, you look at her and you do the <laughs> – You do the international sign for like, stop talking. You're on a live mic. So the fact that like no one stopped them is, uh, what is wrong with those producers in that bus or whatever?
0: But anyway. um, You know what that says to me, Leanne? The fact that no one stopped them tells me how frequently it happened. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. whatever. They
1: didn't even think about it. They just, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. So, but it also occurred to me like, Who would want to go work for this guy? That was a work environment. You know, it wasn't a locker room. Like the worst part of that video for me was when they got off the bus and they had to talk to that poor actress and they made her hug her. And that was just the most demeaning part of that. I just was was astonished by that. And usually, what you get working in Washington, D.C., across all administrations for all times, you get the best and the brightest. You get candidates that attract young people to go to Washington, D.C., who are the top of their class or graduating from law school, and they want to get involved in public service. They've been inspired, they're well educated, and they're willing to take government pay and work long hours because they have this person at the top that they respect. And, you know, I think that's particularly true of young women. It's particularly important to get those women in the pipeline. And I'm not talking about just elected officials. These are, I think, of the women I've worked with at the State Department over the last couple of years. They're not political appointees. They're, you know... They're Mm. career diplomats, you know, they went to the best schools and they graduated with masters and, you know, and and here they are working in the State Department every day on really complex, hard issues that are not necessarily partisan. And I thought, what a turnoff for a whole generation of young women who are graduating in higher numbers than men coming out of college, graduating in higher numbers from law school and graduate degrees, like, that's not the guy you want to go work with. You know, the guy that makes you hug him when you get off the bus. I mean, that just, I was like, what a shame,
0: you know? It gives me, just every time you mention it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That was the... No, I know.
2: <laughs> it's going to be part of the Secret Service detail. Okay, I just have to... No. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. okay. I know. I know. I mean, it
1: just... And uh, that's what I thought was the, the, the takeaway for that for me was like, what a career killer for young women that are like coming out of college now, like, well, I don't want to go work for that guy. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, it was just, uh, Julie, maybe a newscation is the way to go, or I'm just going like, to put I, I mean... in my mouth guard. I think that's <laughs> I gotta just start wearing okay. that expensive mouth guard yeah. on a regular basis. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, we, we are moving. Well, What's that, Liz? I was just going to say I have sort of a related note on like gender bias in the workplace or how that works because you know the there's been so much discussion lately about unconscious bias and what that means and how that plays out in the in the workplace. Obviously, this case we're talking about on the the Access Hollywood that that is not unconscious bias. That's just right. like <laughs> flat out ugly bias sexism at its worst. But I saw this study in Fortune magazine yesterday about letters of recommendation and the difference between letters of recommendation for men or for women. And this was particularly in the sciences, because as you know, you know, and Julie, you've been in academia. So, you know, there, people are always trying to figure out how do we solve the what they call the pipeline issue, right? Mm-hmm. Which yes. is, you know, women start in some of these jobs and then they don't continue. And often when they look at these pipeline issues, you know, they naturally get to issues of, well, they're stopping to have children and there's no child care provided and all of that. Well, this new study actually points out a whole different issue as it relates to gender bias. And so, it was a study called Gender Differences in Recommendation Letters for Postdoctoral Fellowships in Geoscience. So published this week in Nature Geoscience, which I'm sure all you ladies are I, reading. I
2: thought that issue. Yes, Liz, that was fascinating. No.
0: But, it, is, but what, it was very revealing on two levels for me. But what, what the study revealed is that women are about half as likely as men to receive excellent letters as opposed to good letters regardless of whether the person writing the recommendation is male or female. So what they did, I won't take you through the whole methodology, but it was published in a magazine, so you can trust it. Um, Anyway, they were looking for, like, what is really excellent? And they said letters were classified as excellent if they included descriptors like scientific leader, brilliant scientist, and trailblazer. Uh, And the rest were put in the um sort of good or very good category if they had language like very productive very knowledgeable very good skill set and uh and they found that the letters for men much more often had those big, excellent leadership descriptors, like brilliant and trailblazers. And the letters for women were much more likely to comment on, like, what a hard worker they are, and they really know a lot. So. Um, so 21% of the letters qualified overall for the excellent designation, but that was 24% of all the letters for men and only 15% of all the letters for women. So if you assume in all these postdoc appointments, you're only getting the gig if you're excellent, right? Right. You're not, they're not really dipping into the very good pile. Uh, it means like just based on the letter of recommendation that someone is writing for you, you're probably getting screened out. So I thought it was interesting to think about that as if you write letters of recommendation for people, what some of those markers are for unconscious bias um so it's not just like if people write letters for you but i think about the letters that i've often written recommendations for people and because a lot of these things they they happen to both men and women equally that you use these the different language to describe men's and women's behavior it's just something that i thought was really interesting and that we could all be a little bit more conscious about because i have no doubt that I've probably fallen prey to this. Obviously, I'm not recommending any geoscience postdocs, but, you know...
2: Stay away from that, Liz. (laughs) If you get a
0: letter of recommendation from me for your geoscience postdoc application, chances are you're going right into the no way pile. Uh, But just, you know, there's so much. And this whole issue of unconscious bias has come up a lot, even in the election. And, you know, I think it, it is unconscious and it happens to all of us. So that's why I like talking about it, because I think the more we can be conscious about how we all fall into certain traps uh, the better off we're going to be. And this, this study actually sort of um, uh, reinforces a number of other studies in the sciences that have come up with similar conclusions. So thought I would just throw that out there. We all need to, like, really pay attention to uh, the way we describe men versus women in when it comes to uh, professional performance. You think so words, you words matter, Liz? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I think words matter. Yes. Are you running for president, Liz? Do You want to write and vote? Oh my yeah. God, that's another thing, Leah. You mentioned like why would women want to go into government? You also look at this the this, the election. You think who in their right mind would run for president, you yeah. know, which is a terrible thing to think. Right. Because again, you would want like people that are the best and the brightest and motivated and thoughtful and caring and have devoted, you know, lives to public service, but it's just not pretty anyway, but you're right, Leanne words matter, words matter. And sometimes some, sometimes you need to write down your words and then really examine what you've written down and uh, give them a uh, second pass. Liz, you know we love
1: talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because,
0: because there are just so many fun things to frame Leon, aren't there?
1: See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about Sisters, so you get your free consultation, then fifty percent off at prose. dot com slash sisters. And prose is spelled P R O S E. prose. slash sisters. Thanks, prose. Well, Liz, it's appropriate because here is my shower, our palate cleanser. It, today is Ada <laughs> Lovelace Day. Did you know that? No, Didn't, no, did I did not know that. Was, Dear Ada,
2: who is Thank who is you, dear Julie. Ada?
1: Because I got a PR pitch last week at the at the website. Like everyone knows, it's International Ada Lovelace Day on Tuesday. So let me tell you about this other person named Ada. And I was like, that seems like a strange PR pitch. So I put that out on Twitter. Like, who's Ada Lovelace? And of course, I heard back from the geek girl community because Ada Lovelace is considered the uh, female founder of coding. She is apparently the first person, person, male or female, to write what is a known algorithm meant for a machine. And she did this Uh in 1842. She was the Countess of Lovelace, and her good friend Charles Babbage was working on the difference engine. I don't know what that is. but uh, And she wrote a piece of code. (laughs) And so a couple of years ago, a female psychologist, Penelope Lockwood, looked at women in the sciences and they said she she did a study and what she discovered was particularly for women in the sciences they need female role models and there aren't any at the upper levels women need to actually see female role models more than men need to see male role models according to this study by Penelope Lockwood so she made up a day International Ada Lovelace Day to celebrate women in the sciences and to give women in the sciences, particularly coders and computer scientists, someone to look up to. So I heard on Twitter from all the geek girls out there, don't you know she's the founder of computer science, her first female coder. I was like, I'm not a geek girl. I don't know that. So there you go, Liz. Ah, enjoy it. It's International Ada Lovelace Day. Let's celebrate that. And you know what else we can celebrate today? It's Eleanor Roosevelt's birthday. Happy birthday, Eleanor Roosevelt. Really? So, yeah. Oh, Happy right, birthday. Well, there, there's a leader. There's a role model for yeah. us,
2: Lian. Excellent.
1: Pro- probably the first female president, Eleanor Roosevelt. So, right on. <laughs> and then it is also International Day of the Girl. So, this is I'll, sort of raise awareness and call attention to the billion girls around the world who, you know, could use a little equality in their education, in their health, in their future, and not having to marry people at age 12, so that everybody can rise up. So there are a lot of special events happening all over the world, but one of the things that the UN is sponsoring is, like, getting girls in power. So, for instance, today, there's a female 17-year-old mayor of Dublin. Yay! <laughs> and the police chief of New Delhi is a 13-year-old
0: girl today. All right! So, it's oh. International
1: Day of the Girl. Yay! Okay, wait, I would
0: just <laughs> I was about to say, what? Really? The mayor of Dublin? Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. ceremonial. It's like take Sorry. your girl to work
1: day, but it's, yes. it's
0: international.
1: It's big, big, big. I like it. So there you go. Three things we can celebrate. Ada Lovelace Day, Eleanor Roosevelt's birthday, and International Day of the Girl. Whew, we made I feel it th- better already, Right. Lynn, we thanks. made it through. We made it through the first... Uh-
0: We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back, Julie. We can always count on you for the sticky situations. You got yourself in another one.
2: I was. I and I need a. I just need a s- civility ruling on this. Was I out of line? Was I right? Could I've done more? Should I've done less? All right. Here's the situation. Uh, my husband and I went out to dinner Friday night. It was we haven't done that in a while. So and we went to a nice little cozy restaurant. One of these restaurants that where. The seats for, you know, tables of two are very close to each other. You know, you're, you're all sort of tucked right in there. So you're sitting very close to other diners. Uh, is this but it the was, place is, where
1: the last time the woman was sitting on the man's lap the whole
2: time? Same yes, restaurant? Yes, this is, we, we went back to the same place. This <laughs> is the souffle place. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that place. I, I haven't really thought about that, but every time I go there, I have a situation. <laughs> so, here, so here was my situation. I'm sitting on the, on the bank at, My husband is facing me. And the table to my right, two uh, two women come in and they sit down. And we've we've ordered our dinner. We're chit chatting. We're having a nice little Friday night, a newscation. We're not talking about the election, so we're <laughs> relaxing. We're relaxing, okay? So that it's going well. Everything is fine. And then uh, the these women at the next table. One of the women, um, I detected an accent. I suspect she was from Kaliningrad, uh, which is the unincorporated territory that Russia now claims it's in the Baltic area. I don't know this for sure, but she had an (laughs) accent, okay? Okay. (laughs) What, have you been doing some secret CIA training lately? No, I just this is Putin is now he's putting uh, he's putting missiles in Kaliningrad. It was in the news this week. He's stirring up things. OK, but I, I suspect where this woman was, you know, that this is where this woman was from. And she ordered uh, a salmon salad, a smoked salmon salad. Uh, I know this because she ordered loudly. I heard that, you know, but I went back to my conversation. So when her salmon salad arrives, I can see her. I'm sitting face, sort of facing her. She starts in, uh, she's like, this, this, this is not smoked salmon. Uh, And her, her friend is like, I'm sorry, what's, what's the matter? She said, this is not smoked salmon. I have been waiting. You know, this is one of my favorite meals to have smoked salmon, and this is not smoked salmon. This is not what smoked salmon looks like. So she's making quite a commotion about it. Yeah. Again, I'm trying to stay in my cone, in my cone. Just just ignore the smoke. She's, and she's, her friend is trying to calm her down. She's like, well, let's get the waiter over. She's like, no, I know this is not smoked salmon. I am not eating this. This is because I asked for smoked salmon, and this is not smoked salmon. So the waitress comes over and says, what's the problem? So she goes into it again. This is not smoked salmon. This is not smoked salmon. She, <laughs> I like your she, Natasha accent. Yes, I know what smoked salmon is. This is not smoked salmon. So the waitress is like, "Whoa! Well, let me see if I can fix it. I'll get I'll get someone from the kitchen to come over." She gets, I don't know, manager. Manager comes over. Guess what? Guess what? She says again, "This is not smoked salmon. I know what smoked salmon is. Smoke the smoked salmon is not. It does not look like this." And and the woman said, "Well, here's how we do it. We." Smoke the salmon, the fish in a smoker, and then we finish it in the oven. She's like, ha! Baked salmon. I told you it was baked salmon. It is not. It is not smoked salmon. It is baked. I know this. Okay. This is not smoked salmon. Okay. So now I want to take like these delicious little mini baguettes to, uh, they have at the restaurant. I want to like jam it in her mouth because I mean, wow. Is- you know, you think you're on a newscation, but I think you're really
1: feeling some after effects. You think? Okay. Because yeah, so, that's not like you. So- that's like I, me I or she, this I, is
2: all this is all your Putin Putin related rage, Julie. No, She's I, out. you think I just got really? I yeah. could not. I could not like just block her out because it's all about the smoked salmon. It was. It was. I am not going to eat the baked salmon. It's smoke. I want smoked salmon. So then they bring her some. So like what she t- wanted was
1: cold smoked salmon, right? Yes. That's, yes. that's okay,
2: the essential. Difference. Not smoked salmon. I was right. like, taste the salmon. <laughs> it's. it's it's smoked. They told you it was smoked, so they give her this. They give her the tuna, and she's like, "Again, I, I, I really wanted smoked salmon. I mean, if she said smoked smoke salmon." <laughs> One more
0: time,
2: they have these very attractive water bottles there. They're, like, yeah. recycled. Bottles. I was going to bop her on the head
0: with this water wow. bottle. Wow. Jules, <laughs> this is so out of character for you. I, it I, I just,
2: you know, I, it, was, it was, I think you get my point that she was really making, she was making a stink. Okay. Yeah. She was making a stink in a restaurant where you are sitting right next to her and she's making this giant stink. It is hard to, like, redirect and stay. So, so do I have... Could I have asked her to, like,
1: shut um, up?
0: (laughs) Shut shut the front door. Shut shut your pie hole. (laughs) Is there a nice way to say that? Yeah, it's just.
2: I mean, because I'm, I'm like, I'm respecting the invisible wall that's between us. You know, like when you go to a restaurant, you just have to pretend there's an invisible wall and you talk to the people at your table. You don't, you don't, you try to tune out the other conversations that are going on. But unless unless
0: you're Lianne who was it just a couple of weeks ago, Leah, you gave us the blow blow by blow of the guy who did not get the special that he wanted. But it was the same thing.
1: Like grow up. I'm sorry. You ordered. It's, it's not called smoked salmon. It probably didn't say that on the menu. Like (laughs) there are many ways to prepare smoked salmon.
2: (laughs) Right. I was like, it was, I was like, it's smoked salmon. (laughs) No, it's baked. It is baked. I knew I was right. It was baked salmon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But at a certain point, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. You're either going to eat it or right. you're going to not eat it. Right. So just like cut to the chase. Okay, you're not going to eat the special. You're not going to eat the baked smoked salmon. Fine. Let's just stop discussing. We'll get you something else and move on with our lives, right? No. That's what you were hoping for.
2: Yes. I just thought that, you know, that she was obviously creating a commotion and she just was not considerate to me. But I, I didn't. But to get involved in uh, with you smoked You did salmon the right there, thing. Unless you wanted okay, just, to lean
1: over and say, you're talking about cold smoked salmon. which <laughs> so, I don't think would have been helpful. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know what your choices would no, have been. I, I, know
2: I had no choice. No. But So we no. came up. I'm still talking. I mean, that was Friday night. Okay. <laughs> so I'm still talking about the smoked salmon. <laughs>
1: okay. I think so you can- should have come home and turn on the news. I think it would have made you feel better. <laughs>
0: Sometimes, yeah, people are just going to ruin your night. There's really nothing you can do about it, I guess. I'm just trying to channel Dr. Forney. You know, when PM Forney would be on Satellite Sisters as our regular civility expert, what would Dr. Forney have recommended here? He certainly would have recommended against inserting yourself in the conversation, (laughs) right? Yes, I guess. I, although he
2: didn't he we he never Dr. Forney said we are not doormats. I mean, you're allowed right. mm-hmm. to ask people to lower their voices you're 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 allowed to to you know speak up when you feel like people are being really inconsiderate
0: but, but I, I just a, there's a difference between asking them to lower their voice and actually editing their conversation like if you say <laughs> if you say smoke salmon one more time, I'm going to pop you over the head with the water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's different yeah. than uh, I think so you keep your voice down, yeah. Yep. You know,
1: I'm actually looking right now on the uh, homemade smoked salmon. You bake it, babe.
2: You bake it. Yeah, it's baked. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's baked. Yeah, baked. I knew she was wrong. I knew yeah. she was wrong. I knew she was wrong from the beginning. Yeah, she wouldn't try that smoked salmon. Yeah, okay, it was all probably right. delicious. Okay. All the food there is so good. That's it's was really very really good. Loss. The name of the restaurant is Rise <laughs> in Dallas, Texas. If you're visiting, it's a uh, go. Try the smoked
1: salmon. okay
0: okay well moving on to other weekend entertainment uh monica and i had a lot of fun here in bend oregon this weekend because it was the bend film festival which i know we've talked about this before on satellite sisters film festivals are really fun to attend if you have one in your town or in a nearby town and you can just sort of Go on a newscation, Julie. It's the perfect way to be on a newscation because you're just spending, you know, a couple of days going to all kinds of films that you don't know anything about, and some of them are shorts, and that's really fun because you'll probably never see those in a theater. And other the others are very indie and may not suit your taste at all, but whatever. Anyway, we just we really, really had a lot of fun uh, this weekend doing that, and on top of that, in Bend, on the first Friday of every month. They have what they call First Friday, uh, which all the art galleries and stores downtown are open. So I posted a photo on Facebook of me with Kim Cooper Findling. Her new book is out called Bend, Oregon, Daycations. Mm-hmm. And so and Kim is a longtime satellite sister. Oh. And this is a book about. Yeah. You know, she's been posting forever. Oh, okay. And, uh, So it's Bend, Oregon, Daycations, Day Trips for Curious Families. Well, I'm not personally a family, Kim, but I also I guess I have a family. Uh, And you're curious. And And I'm curious. So it sounds like a good book. Yes. So I bought one for me and I bought one as an early uh, birthday gift for Monica. Anyway, I just wanted to say congratulations to Kim. You know, we know, especially you, Lynn, how hard it is to, like, create the book And then to go out and hit the streets promoting it, it takes a lot of effort. Yes, it does. Congratulations, Kim. And so we recommend. Okay, then. Okay, so some of the films. I just want to give you a rundown on some of the things we saw and make one particular recommendation. At a a film festival, you see a wide range of things. And the Bend film has – they have documentaries and they have narrative films. They have feature films and they have shorts. Uh, And then they have a whole special – they do like – family programs and kids programs and they do a competition for local kids to make their own films. So it's a really nice community event. So a couple of things that I saw that I liked, the opening night film was fascinating. It was called Voyagers Without Trace. And what was cool about this, this was a documentary about three French people who came to the United States in 1938 to kayak the green and Colorado rivers. Now that sounds really boring, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes. It sounds slow. It's, it oh, sounds, like,
1: yes. yes. I think I saw that movie with Meryl Streep. That was great. The river wild. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. It's a lot of yeah.
0: capsizing. I don't, I don't say. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. But here's what is really unique about this film. Julie is that in 1938, they brought film cameras with them. In fact, color film. So they actually have in this film, it's color film of their trip coming down through these very remote towns in Utah and Colorado. And these three French people are so impossibly glamorous in every single one of these shots. You cannot believe this is real, but this is real. So what the filmmaker does is sort of intersperse their footage of certain sections of the river in these kayaks made of canvas people. So imagine (laughs) your, your boat is made of canvas, like a wooden frame inside. It's like an old canoe.
1: Yeah. It's like an old canoe.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so they're doing their trip in 1938, juxtaposed with the filmmaker himself doing the trip like last year, the same stretch of river. And as they go down the river, they talked to people who were like kids in 1938 who remember the day these crazy French people came through on their kayaks. Wow. And no one had ever, no one had ever kayaked this river before. And one of the three was a 21 year old woman. So she was the first woman ever to kayak the length of the green and the Colorado River. Anyway, it was it was interesting and unique. So chances are it won't turn up anywhere near you. <laughs> but in the event that it does. Uh, I would recommend that. Then the big headliner for the film festival was um, the great indie director, John Sayles, came. And, you know, he started making really original indie films uh, in the 70s, still working today. So he screened the 1979 film Return of the Secaucus 7. So Monica and I thought, well, we'll go to that. Of course, we saw the Return of the Secaucus 7, but it would be interesting to see it and, and hear John Sayles talk about it. And then we watched it. And the first thing we said to each other after the lights came up is, yeah, no, I never saw this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a long time ago that movie came out, you know. Well, it was 1979-ly, and yeah. I was in college, so yeah. I just assumed that I saw it. It's like one of those
2: books that you think you've read, but you've never
0: really read. Yeah. Yes, I mean, John Sales also made Brother from Another Planet, which I saw. He made Mate One, which I saw. He's also done several Bruce Springsteen videos. You know, of course, I've seen all of those. Anyway, Return of the Secaucus 7 was made in 1979, and it's basically like an indie version of The Big Chill. Like, I don't know when they made The Big Chill, but it's a cleaned-up version of Return of the Saka 7. Anyway, it was just funny that we both thought we saw it and neither of us had really seen it. Then the uh, the the film that won Best in Show, that ultimately won Best in Show, uh, we saw that. It's called To Keep the Light. And I would say this is one where there was divergence between Monica and I about how much we liked this movie. I did not like it at all. Sorry, people. <laughs> Sorry, Best in Show people. Um, because... It is a it's a film about a woman 100 years ago or whatever. I can't remember when it takes place, uh, who keeps a lighthouse on the coast of Maine. And so it just has a lot of super long scenes of people not saying anything (laughs) where, where where you just hear a single violin under them. And it's just not my thing. You know, like a lot of like people just staring out to see and there are a couple of other characters in it so even when the other characters are in it they're just staring at each other and not talking so not, not my cup of tea at all however monica what's it enjoyed called it can you give us it's the name? called to keep the light oh okay i have not heard of it and either. yeah it's um it's just hitting the festival circuit apparently okay. and so but monica said don't you think it was beautiful i'm like well, yeah, it's a lighthouse in Maine. Of course, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, like, okay, I'll give it that. <laughs> I'll give it that. So this is the thing about film festivals. You're going to see stuff that, you know, you may not like at all, but it's kind of it's thought provoking. Someone is out there making these movies. And I admire the people that are like putting it all out there and making these movies. Yeah, it's great. It's not a robot, you know, fighting a monster. You know,
2: that's that's a different at least subject area than you see in a lot of commercial films. So good.
0: Exactly, Julie. That's why it's worth a couple days of your life. And then, but then the one that we saw, that I want to recommend, uh, that I mean both Monica and I were like sniffling and close to sobbing through certain oh, sections of that. Oh, that's this. good. It's yeah, it's a documentary called Prison Dogs, and so that's what. It's oh about. my gosh, I've heard about this. Yes, it's about those puppy training programs that they have in prisons. Oh, and yeah. This was – they say it's a movie about love, loss, and second chances, and that's what made this movie really unique. Like I've seen news stories, and I remember Oprah even did a segment on some of these puppy training programs. So this one takes place at a state prison in New York, at Fishkill State Prison, and the love, loss, and second chances – apply to both the prisoners who are selected to train these puppies but also the puppies are all going to uh to soldiers who are suffering from ptsd so you get you get the profiles of the men and women who will be receiving the dogs as well as you get the profiles of the men in prison who are training the dogs And it's very personal because imagine if you're in prison for a long sentence and you get selected for this very special program to have this puppy in your life. And for two years, you know, training this puppy and making sure this puppy is really ready to help someone who suffers from uh, PTSD, you know, it really becomes – a reason for living, a you know a way of defining yourself and contributing to so- society in a way that you probably haven't in the past. So there are a lot of really excellent interviews with those men talking about what it means to be selected for the puppy training and then to actually graduate your dog. And oh my God, when they give the dogs away, I'm oh. tearing up. I'm, not, I'm tearing up. Just, talking about it oh yeah yeah but then the the part of so that part of the story i had kind of seen on the news before never in a feature length but uh but the part of this movie that i thought was particularly effective is the profiles they did of the the people who were going to be receiving the dogs and what ptsd actually meant in their lives and they were each very different. There were, you know, I think three men and a woman they had all had different kinds of experiences in Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, some of them pilots, some of them not, some of them um, clearly uh, suffering with something that was totally debilitating. Others, like particularly the woman, was just like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And her family, of course, is like, you are not fine. You need to do something about this. So you kind of get into the range of symptoms that people have when they have PTSD and, uh, and you begin, it really helps you understand why these super trained, they respond to 90 commands. I'm like, I said to Monica, I couldn't even remember 90 (laughs) commands as a, as like first as the human in the relationship. 90 commands. And it shows them training the dogs, like how to wake up people when they're having a terrible nightmare, how to turn the lights on in their room. You know, just basic things about caring for someone who is having terrible dreams or lots of anxiety. And uh, wow. Yeah. So the, it's called Prison Dogs. I know it, it premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York. The, the director, uh, Gita Gantier, was here in Bend, and we were talking to her after the film, and she said it was super emotional at the premiere in New York because they had the prisoners and the dogs and wow. the people that received the dogs, like, all together on stage. And she said, of course, the only thing anyone wanted to do was, like, talk to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the dogs in this particular program were were labs and most of them yellow labs. So Monica, who had her own yellow lab, Quinn for a long time, who we would say, I think we would all agree, responded to zero commands. <laughs> yeah, zero, zero. Minus commands. zero, if possible. <laughs> if possible. That dog
2: would get a negative, as sweet as she was, would get a negative score.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we were both, yeah. And my dog, Ferris, is not really responsive to commands of any kind either. So we were also just appreciating as dog owners the amazing things they can teach these dogs to do and the amazing skills the dogs have when they get that kind of attention. There's also a super nutty woman who runs the puppies behind bars programs. And I appreciated that about the movie too, that it's not just sort of soft focus. Isn't everything great? Like some of the people flunk out of the program. Some of the puppies flunk out. Some of the, the soldiers don't take well to their dogs. So it's complicated. Anyway, it's called prison dogs. I know that they have a Facebook page about the movie, so it chances are it will be appearing all over the country. Maybe if you go check out their Facebook page, you'll be able to see if they're coming soon to a town near you, or if you join the page, um, you can get some kind of alert. So we would recommend Prison Dogs. Yeah, Way better use of your time than 18th Century Lighthouse. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Prison prison Dogs Film is the name of the Facebook page. I'm on. I'm on that now. And Julie, just doing some double checking. I will say this about Rise. The smoked salmon at Rise is listed as one of the top 10 smoked salmons in (laughs) Dallas. (laughs) <laughs> it is not smoked lean it is baked baked and I here's, you. here's an interesting uh fun fact about rise uh it is one of president george bush's favorite restaurants and he in fact was sitting in rise having dinner when president obama called to say we got bin laden so there you go wow, <laughs> wow. what are the chances? Okay. Okay. There you what, go. The, what was he eating? Was he eating the smoked salmon? It does, <laughs> I'm sure he was. It's the rise salad number one. When, rise number one salad with smoked salmon. Yeah. So just doing some real time fact checking here. Uh here, Liz, that's, that's the latest thing I hear. I, I hear
0: fact checking is the latest thing.
1: I'm doing it. I'm doing it here.
0: There's a big debate about whether anyone's supposed to check facts, but good for you, Leah. Thank you. Anyway, prison dogs film. Uh, that for me was the highlight of our Ben film weekend. So that's uh, that's my wrap up.
1: Excellent job. Thank you, Liz Julie. I hope you recover. Maybe you need a therapy dog for after your smoked salmon the PTSD. incident. Just pet your dog. Pet Zorro. Just pet Zorro. Okay. All right. We are going to take a break. We're happy uh, to bring you another story from the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Stay tuned. Listen to the story of Jordan. We're the Satellite Sisters. We'll be right back. I'm Leanne Dolan here with my sisters, Julie Dolan and Liz Dolan. We're the Satellite Sisters.
2: Today, we want to tell you a story about Jordan and Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Jordan lives in Southern California. She has sickle cell disease and is treated at Chalk Children's. Her first hospitalization for sickle cell complications occurred when she was only seven months old. She's been in and out of the hospital many times since
0: then. Here's the thing about sickle cell that I didn't know. It causes acute pain crises for Jordan. And during a pain crisis, her red blood cells become stiff and clump together in a C-like shape or sickle cell shape. Since this reduces the blood flow to many parts of her body, her organs experience damage.
1: CMN Hospital's funds have helped Jordan each time she's admitted to Chalk Children's. Here's one example. During a pain crisis, Jordan will go through more than 20 heat packs a day. These heat packs increase her blood flow and minimize pain. But these large packs are
2: expensive for a family to purchase, so Chalk provides them. You know, Jordan wants to be a doctor when she grows up so she can help kids the way doctors have helped her. She rides, she plays soccer, and is an avid Disneyland fan.
0: So why are we telling you this story? Because we want you to help support Jordan and many other kids like Jordan who have diseases that are not curable and will require ongoing treatment throughout their lives. I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true.
1: That is absolutely true. Okay. That moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win win win. Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Children's Miracle Network Hospitals can do this. They have 170 member hospitals that provide 32 million treatments each year to kids across the U.S. and Canada. One in 10 kids in North America is treated by a CMN
2: hospital each year. Maybe you know one. Jordan visits four of Chock's specialties, pulmonology, cardiology, gastroenterology, and hematology. All of this with the help from CMN Hospital's donations. So
1: this is where you come in, Satellite Sisterhood. Please go to cmnh.co forward slash sisters. That's a special URL, cmnh.co forward slash sisters, and donate what you can. You can also leave a message of support there. We encourage you to do this. Maybe you know a kid or a family who's been helped by CMN Hospitals. Tell us that story. Again, go to our special URL, cmnh.co forward slash sisters. That's a .co, not a .com. We also have a link posted at our website, SatelliteSisters.com, and on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group and on Twitter.
0: All this month will be rattle. All this month, we'll be rallying the Satellite Sisterhood, asking for your donations, and telling you more stories on our podcast of kids who have been helped by Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Put your money where the miracles are. Thanks, Satellite Sisters. You're the best.
1: We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks so much to everyone who's already supported the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We were happy to hear from you on our Facebook page. Really some incredible stories that we're going to bring to you in coming weeks of people who have, uh, you know, had kids that were patients there. Are just grateful that they can donate to something that uh, supports Satellite Sisters, but mainly supports Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We don't get any of the money. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. We're ju- We're doing it as a public service and we're happy that you're into that. Uh, okay. Coming up, ten things that are making your morning worse. That's that's going to be a bright spot in the day. Um, uh, but first, Liz. You know, the crowd has taken over. The Sisterhood has taken over at our Satellite Sisters Facebook page, uh, which I think is a little minor miracle on the internet, that Facebook page. In general, a very well-behaved situation over there, wouldn't you say? Yes, People have fun, they're respectful, they keep it clean, they keep it light, when they have things to share that are serious, there's support from the Satellite Sisterhood, and they have taken it upon themselves to crowdsource lab rats and Liz, what was the first, the first thing they did with pumpkin spice products? How did this even happen? How did I was, I was on vacation.
0: How did this happen?
1: What happened over there?
0: Power to the people, leanne power to the people. Or I guess we could say topple the patriarchy, which is one of my new favorite calls to action. But no, the power to the people, the Satellite Sisters and the Facebook group just decided to take it upon themselves to start doing some product reviews because they love Sheila and Monica as the, as the lab rats and they listen to those, uh, but they know that there are no new lab rats episodes coming soon. So they were just going to do it themselves. So they this month they decided to review... Pumpkin spice products land. So, people, you can go there. You can see the reviews, read them all yourself. I want to highlight the effort that these satellite sisters made. You know, I originally was thinking that our satellite sister of the week would be would be Ken Bone. <laughs> um, you know, the, <laughs> the the guy that wore the red sweater. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's somebody knocking at my front door. Can you hang on one second? <laughs> Sugar. Sorry. Let me. Let me just just, hang on. Okay. All right. This is what happens. Yeah.
2: This this is what happens. This gives, you know. But Leon, well, we're going to talk about pumpkin spice and uh, that flavor. But it's important to remember that pumpkin, the real stuff, is actually very good for you. Did you know that? I you know what I think
1: of it in the squash family, and that's usually uh, vitamin A. We got a lot of vitamin A. Yes, Mike, close. A
2: lot of, a lot of, yes, a vitamin A, vitamin C. It has fiber, which uh, that can assist you in weight loss opportunities. It's good for your heart. Okay, uh, it's low in calories if you don't add all that other sugar. So right. that. That's the stuff that makes good. it taste good. If you don't <laughs> yeah, exactly, land, and then of course it it helps you sleep. Maybe you didn't know, but the uh, pumpkin seeds are very rich in tryptophan, which oh, really? is amino acid that aids in relaxation and sleep. So that's very good for you. It can fight off certain types of cancer. I, I don't think that you knew that pumpkin pumpkin seeds. Again, they're you know they're they're very very uh, good for you, and they pr- promote longevity. Because of the alpha and beta carotene, these are n- nutrients that have been associated with longevity and cancer prevention. Wow. Those are the pumpkin okay, seeds. Okay, you guys, I'm back. Okay, well, Liz, well you just... we
1: didn't need you. We, we, yeah, we... <laughs> it was like just like old times, me and Julie on the Tuesday show. <laughs> yeah, we just covered everything great about pumpkins,
0: so we're ready. Okay. Yeah, we the real stuff. Well, this is so my now we're own... ready
2: for the fake stuff.
0: So what? Okay. what, what no, what's... no, Julie. People didn't review the fake stuff. So I just want to say, like, people were very careful. But first, the knocking on the door. It was. It's a delivery from Crate and Barrel, where they're supposed to call you like a day or two before they turn up. But they didn't. So the I'm going to go through this pretty fast. I told the guy, okay, just put everything in the living room. I'm back in the bedroom uh, recording something. He looks at do me you like, want to oh.
1: go? Do you want to go take <laughs> care of that, and Julie and I can do ten things that are ruining your morning, and then you can come back. Yeah, come on back. you bet
2: just to make sure he doesn't like take all your stuff, Liz, or something. Okay. You know. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I said. I said just leave it all in the living room. He said, but you have to sign for it. I was like, okay, I'll come back and sign for it. So okay, <laughs> go on. Go okay. ahead. You, you go on with the ten things, and uh, I'll be back as soon as everything. It's three boxes in the living room. Be right back. Okay, okay Liam. Leanne. Right, Leanne, I saw this.
2: I, I, I just, I. Of course, Liz is like, just put it anywhere. I love Liz. (laughs) I know. It's more oversized Yeah, you want to need my car? Yeah, you're the keys to my car. You know, just, I'm doing some working. She's she's very focused, okay? She doesn't let anything get in her way, okay? Even if she has strangers in her living room. Okay.
1: And again, Uh, it's not a giant house. I mean, the living room is only five feet from the bedroom, so...
2: Okay. So what do you think he, what do you think the Crate and Barrel saying? She's recording something. Right. I don't know. I always yeah.
1: just say conference call. Cause it's too hard to explain what I'm actually doing like conference okay. call. I just say that a lot. Okay. Like gotta go conference call. Okay. All right. What, okay, what are the Lynn, 10 things that are ruining my morning? 10
2: little things that are making your morning worse. Okay. Just you can do better in the morning. Okay. So These things are really impacting. Number one is setting an unrealistic wake-up time, okay? Let's say, you know, you want to get, uh, like you say, okay, I'm going to set the alarm for six, knowing full well that you never get out of bed before seven o'clock. Yeah. The, and so you do you do the snooze, so the alarm goes off at six, and then you hit the snooze, and, and, and you're doing that maybe two or three times. That actually is bad for you, Leanne. The fading in and out of sleep actually confuses your brain Oh really? Um, yes, to use the snooze button, it's confusing your brain because you're falling asleep, you're waking up, you're falling asleep. You're not getting more sleep. You're just you're you're creating an uh, an atmosphere where you're ending up groggy and disoriented. So you can do better on that
0: land, Okay, okay, you're right. I can totally do just better.
2: set uh, set a realistic time to wake up. Don't don't try to play a mind game with your own mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, you does it doesn't work. Number two make the coffee the night before. Do you do that? Uh, I do do that. Yeah, I do. When yeah, I, you know, I would
1: do. say seven out of 10 times I make the coffee the night before. When I'm there is the
2: nothing kitchen. worse than fumbling around in the morning, it right? Is that yeah. is so bad doing that. Okay. You don't turn on the TV, Leon, in the morning either. That is just distracting you. It's a time sink. And, and these days it's going to, it's going to make you aggravated. So well, no TV in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you can get your news from another source. You know, the radio is fine or just listen to symphony music as I do now. Okay, <laughs> that's what I want. Like an old lady. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How what's your what does your medicine cabinet look like, Glenn? Is it neat? Is it organized? Is it just simple with just a couple of products that you actually use or is it cluttered with a, bu- a bunch of stuff? And old medications, old tubes of stuff that you're not using. It's cluttered. Yeah. I think you can guess. Mine is a little cluttered. Yeah. Okay. This is, again, morning is rough. Okay. You want to make it smooth. You want to make it gentle, all positive. And if you're rooting around in your medicine cabinet, you know, it's that's that is just, that's worse. You are making your morning worse. Okay. The same goes for like, what are you going to wear? You should really... I know you should put out Say, your. Clothes the I night mean, before.
1: you know, haven't we known this our whole lives? Make the gov ever, I, do everything the night before. Okay, so then you're up I'm, till midnight. All right,
2: go yeah. ahead. What? Is, <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> okay. okay, okay, so. <laughs> okay. And have you left a couple of dishes in the sink? Have you ever done that? And always. then you come down to the uh, the messy kitchen in the morning. Yeah. That, it just takes you down, Leanne. It takes does. you down.
1: It's a bummer. You know? I'm always happy when it's... I walk down and I was like, oh, I did the dishes last night. I'm so happy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, you should know. Okay. And if now you work at home, but for a lot of people that have to get out, you got to pack that lunch. Like, you got to do that. Get, have that early on in your process. Do not wait till the end, because otherwise you won't pack a lunch, and then you're going to have to buy a lunch, or you're going to eat something you don't want to eat, and it's all bad, and you've made it worse, okay? Now, they also recommend do not check your email in the morning. Now, oh, I, I think that that's- that I
1: important. believe in. Yeah, that I believe in. I
2: yeah, do that when I'm pos- writing. I
1: do that when I'm writing. I try not to check my email if I'm writing early in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Just, to,
2: but that again, it's a total time sink. It just, you're just stressing yourself out. You're not having that smooth, you want a smooth entry into the day. Okay. And finally, this is a key thing find your shoes and your car keys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than like you get, to, you finally get dressed, you had that cup of coffee, you got your lunch, and then you can't find your car keys. <laughs> That
0: so is that you're
2: making your morning worse. Okay, these are all things. Again, it's a, I, I think the unrealistic wake time, wake time, I didn't realize that that actually is confusing your brain. But most of these other things, I think you kind of knew, you know, that you yeah. could do a better job. But let's try. Let's try to have a better morning. That's all I'm saying, Leon.
1: You know, it's interesting to me because my husband now gets up at 4 a.m. three days a week. The alarm is set at 4 a.m. And uh, And he gets out of bed at 4 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to get up, get dressed. Sometimes he runs and then he has to be at work by 5 a.m. So uh, what happens is I get up at 4 a.m. And so, and sometimes I try to go back to sleep and that doesn't necessarily make me feel better. And now I understand my brain is confused. Like I'll lie there, but yeah. So, okay. This has real, real world implications for me this wake up time. Okay,
2: Leanne, just, mm. just make it a little better. Just, you can't do all the steps,
1: but just... (laughs) All right. Well, we just heard 10 steps okay. on how to make our mornings better, Liz. And none of them really right. apply to you anymore because you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. So just <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait. Just... Here I am working in my home and then like receiving drayage. The uh, yeah, got my got a little bookcase, you know, that little storage unit I asked you to measure for the dining area. Uh, yeah. Lynn?
1: You ordered it? Yep. Great. I
0: ordered it. It's here. So okay. like the whole point of being here when they deliver it is so you can look at it, make sure it fits. And then if it doesn't, because I, as you know, I have a history of ordering a lot of things that are the wrong size. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. but anyway, because we're kind of in a rush here, I didn't even open the boxes. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll sign for it. So the whole point of being here to receive, I just completely blew it, but whatever. It's fine. Okay. Um, if you'd like to just, Take
1: a deep breath, Liz. I mean, it's just pumpkin yeah. spice latte. It's not the end of the world. We're coming up right. on an hour. We could save the recap for next week. Nor what
0: What would you like I to do? do okay. I think we should do it now. I think we should do it now. It's then. not because I just want, I was starting to say, like, I think I thought Ken Bone was the, the man of the week. Yeah. Julie, you won't know who he was, but you know, a major player in the debate. And then I thought, because he really did add a lot of, Positivity. What little positivity there was. Yeah, he, he was one of them. But then I just think the Satellite Sisters who took it upon themselves to review these products for us. We owe them the Satellite Sisters of the Week designation. So let me just run through some of the highlights. You can all read the reviews yourself. But uh, Emily reviewed Thomas's English muffins, uh, the pumpkin sp- pumpkin flavor, and she did she did a really good video uh, of it. So. Um, I she, and she gives it two paws up. So I appreciate the fact of the people that like did the videos, especially Carrie. Her product was Ghirardelli milk chocolate pumpkin squa- spice squares. Oh. Uh, she said she said oh. it tastes tastes like Christmas. She she huh? gave it she gave it four paws up, Julie. But it was clear that she was unclear about the paws system. <laughs> well, <laughs> Whether it was. Four out of five. I think she was thinking four out of five. But anyway, good for you, Carrie. And the best part about Carrie's video is that she posted the outtakes of trying to make the video. So, you know, it's wow. hard. I mean, we, we don't do videos. No. We just talk and you don't see us. But so so well done, Carrie. Jennifer did the spiced pumpkin deli ham. And oh. she, uh, so she gave that two paws way down. Yeah, that which sounds I think,
1: awful. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awful. Ugh. And she
0: described it as, I think what they were going for was, so you know right there, <laughs> it's two paws down. Uh, Laura did pumpkin pod coffee, which she said she would definitely purchase again. Uh, Natalie did Trader Joe's caramel corn, which she said was very good. There were quite a few Trader Joe's products in the mix. And Leah and I know you're a Trader Joe's um Shopper, so you'll want to check this out. Well, another Trader Joe's products was Allison did the Trader Joe's pumpkin Jojos. So these are cookies. She said they're basically knockoffs of Oreos. Uh, she liked the packaging. There was no weird orange color. A lot of people were concerned about just the fake coloring and the fake flavoring. So uh, so she gave the T.J.'s pumpkin Jojos two thumbs up. And then let's see where we are now. Number eight. What is, who was number eight? Uh, oh, here we go. Susie. <laughs> this so, I love Susie's. Uh, she reviewed pumpkin spice beer. And she starts by saying, First I have to confess that I'm not much of a beer drinker. Oh. <laughs> but then but then she goes on to test four different kinds. Yeah, so,
1: Susie. where to go,
0: Susie. <laughs> Susie committed to this. So, I bet beer uh, is good. I bet that a little
1: spice, a touch of pumpkin, I bet that's pretty good in a beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's one in particular that she recommends. So uh, good work, Susie. And then um, Leslie, my God, Leslie did, she did pumpkin spice yogurts and tested five different kinds of yogurts. Then apparently feeling her lab rats power, she went back and did a review of pumpkin spice wafers, (laughs) the Vortman pumpkin spice wafer cookies. Wow. And she did a She did a live taste test on that one. So she's just standing there in front of the video. She's like, okay, I'm about to taste it. And you get to see her taste the cookies. Uh, She gives those two paws up. And then just feeling her power, she added a third review, which was the pumpkin spice chapstick. Two paws down, all the way down. (laughs) Uh, I would say her most ambitious review was the pumpkin spice yogurt video. Leslie, congrats. You're not only – I think you were up to a Monica standard of protocol. Yeah. Which is really – that's the highest rating you can get in the lab rats world. You were very thoughtful and careful about how you did it. Plus, because it was a video, you get a special prize because you are wearing a pumpkin T-shirt in the video. <laughs> and it is, it is adorable. So anyway, there are more. There are others. These are the ones that jumped out to me. But thank you, Satellite Sisterhood, for taking it upon yourself to give us the pumpkin spice uh, lab rats reviews for the month of October. And now the team over there has organized their
1: own book club, Liz. I don't know yes. if you saw that. So uh, they have a pick, and they're going to read it and then discuss. And they arrived on the pick very quickly. A man called Ove.
2: Ove. Yes, it's a great book. My, my book club read that, and there's a movie of is coming out uh, next week. Oh, so yeah. All right. Well, oh. there you go. Oh, really. It, it, Oh, it's sort of a curmudgeon story set in Sweden. It's good. It's a very good book. <laughs> that sounds a lot like the main Lighthouse, though. That's, you know. No lighthouses in it. No, it's it's this is this is endearing. This is an endearing book.
1: Yeah, okay. just go put on your symphony music and um and read that one. Yeah, A Man Called Ove by Frederick Backman, and please post your reviews by November eleventh. Everyone is welcome to join, according to Carrie in uh, Ohio. So th- there you go. Yeah. That's a good distraction right there. <laughs> just just a few days after Election Day, you're going to have to post your review of that. So it sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's a nice little group over there. If you haven't joined us, please do. Um, what else is happening this week? Anything we have to cover? We'd like to, again, thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank Glossier and uh, a shout-out to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Anything else happening? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? I well, think I'm going to go
2: get some of those pumpkin spice uh, JoJo cookies. Those sound good.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's okay. my plan. <laughs> that's
2: a big week
1: then. You're gonna... She
0: also, Leslie also, you know, she really liked. Um, the Wegmans pumpkin yogurt, the best. But she tested a brand called Nusa. Have you guys seen this or tested this? It's so funny, Leslie, that you tested that because just last weekend, Monica was telling me that she's hooked on Noosa yogurt. But if you taste it, you'll see it's like she said, it's like just eating a bowl of sour cream. <laughs> and, and it's true. So in Leslie's review, she notes that it's really more of a dessert, which I think is true. It's like 250 calories for a container of yogurt. But it's worth every calorie. Anyway, yeah. So what am I doing this week? Well, I was going to hang out in Bend all week wait, waiting for my delivery. <laughs> but now that my delivery's here, <laughs> I feel like I can just like empty out the boxes. Uh, and then Ferris and I can pack up and come home whenever, uh, whenever the spirit moves me. So that's uh... – oh, one thing I did yesterday. Well, I'll have to report back next week. I went to a chiropractor for the first time yesterday. Mm. Oh,
2: okay. Well, we need to see chiropractors.
0: It's yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I've always, I've always, (laughs) I can already tell Ian didn't have a good experience.
1: (laughs) What was happening there? I don't, I, I, I feel like I went to one once I survived and now I'm done. (laughs)
0: Oh, this is... <laughs> it's not massage. Okay, my experience so far has been just the just the reverse, and I'll report back next week. Okay. But like I, I was having some serious pelvis issues, and I made a dramatic improvement in one treatment. But I've never had that cracking thing, or like the collapsing table thing. I've never had that done before. So uh, I'll do some preparation and fill you in next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Liz, you're just so much. really got a lot going on there now that you have no job. I know. Got, no. Really. I've got time. I've got time to go out and do things. I'm enjoying it. All
1: right. Okay, everybody. we got to wrap this show. Uh, yeah. Uh, everybody, have some safe travels if you're traveling this week. Thanks to all of you always for supporting the Satellite Sisterhood and for supporting us and our sponsors. We appreciate it. Um, try to stay sane. 29 (laughs) more days. Stay sane, people. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.